Hi everyone. Hello. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Casey Jackson. I'm Tammy Calais. Thanks for watching today. Uh, we are always here trying to provide you the communication solution that'll change your world because we provide evidence-based communication skills and training that actually improves people's outcomes. So, yeah. mm -hmm. so today, Casey, we have a question. All right. From someone from Robbie out in Oregon again. Okay. And she asks. When you're working with someone and they're not currently happy in their situation, like they're not necessarily satisfied with their health or wellness or something, and but they're not really ready to change now, but they say, yeah, maybe in the future I, I really need to change this. So they're definitely considering it, but they're not thinking it's a now situation. Where would you even start that type of a conversation? The first thing I think of is, you know this, when you think of that, what stage of change fundamentally would somebody be in. Mm -hmm. They're going to be more in contemplation. Yeah. Right? So when somebody's more in contemplation, you just think about, when you're thinking about long-term behavior change, what I always am thinking about in terms of they've got to have legitimate reasons why they're stuck and don't want to move forward, which a lot of us get into that state of mind of just being stuck and nervous about moving forward. And there's a desire for change. And a lot of times we just don't want to do the work that it takes or go through the effort or the planning that it takes. And so it just feels so much easier to just put it off mm -hmm. uh, in, in situations like that. And it's going to go back to a lot of, of concepts we've talked about before. And fundamentally, for me, the way I look at motivational interviewing, this method is once you get really clear what your values are, it makes it significantly harder to just stay in status quo and not make any changes. Mm. If I genuinely look at with kind of a, an honest self-assessment of where my integrity is, how strongly I want to connect with someone, um, how important is it for me to work on my own well-being? Mm -hmm. When I get crystal clear about that, that's for me what starts to tip ambivalence, which is why focus in motivational interviewing is such a critical construct. Mm -hmm. So I think about this when it's more long-term change. So if I think the classic one is I'll start exercising on Monday or I'll, <laughs> or, or I'll wait until the new year, even though it's only July. That's me. Or <laughs> so there's always these things we can put it off for. <laughs> you know that. Um, and if you and I were to sit down and have that conversation <laughs> of something you want to put that far off into the future, first thing I'd start with is a good focus question, which is, why are you even thinking about it at all? Mm -hmm. oh, that's good. And, and for me, I'm going to get change talk out of that. That may not be particularly strong change talk. It mm -hmm. could be incredibly strong change mm -hmm. talk. But just starting with, why are you even thinking about this? Mm -hmm. Because... And especially if my tone is more neutral and I'm not trying to push one way or the other, yeah, it's easier to get changed off because you know they're fundamentally in ambivalence. You know fundamentally there's not this massive amount of discord or resistance mm -hmm. there. So as they start to talk about why they might want to change and what their thoughts are about that, then I'm going to start pulling top of the mountain or values out, some of the deeper values out. And the more you start to expand and, and elicit and, and uh, grow the desire for change or the reasons for change or the need for change, the more we look at those values, the kind of the catalyst for change in there, you're going to get a better idea if people start to move up the clock. And what you tend to see is they tend to start to move up the clock. Yeah. Um, if you are talking about your health and you're, you, you're telling me about the, you know, trying to be healthier and you think about it, but you know, for right now I'm feeling fine. There's nothing I really need to do right now. Um, 
And then we. But I know it. I should. <laughs> yeah, I know be I should. Of it. And, and, and right there, those are things I think of <clears throat> when the trainings. We have the trainings we talk about. Even when you hear words like "I should," "I want to," "I could," "I yeah. need to," "I have to," yeah. all those kind of words, um, automatically, what we teach is you know that ambivalence exists, and if ambivalence exists, we can have an MI-based conversation. The thing I would be cautious of, this is the, the thing about trying to move someone forward who has a, a destination or a goal they want to they push out, mm-hmm. is when I ask it, if they start to feel like I have an agenda I'm trying to push or help them get there, you need to be careful that it's not going to generate some discord or potential resistance. That makes a lot of sense. Because sometimes it's just like, I'm comfortable being in my own ambivalence, especially mm-hmm. if I can push it to the back burner mm-hmm. and just kind of be in chronic contemplation around it, mm-hmm. and that I'm comfortable with. But I never asked you to pull it out of that corner and kind of put some spotlight on it. Yeah. So just that's the one thing. And I think if somebody's fairly, it's kind of fairly benign for them, but they do want to make the change, which is not now, mm-hmm. I think it's much safer to kind of be able to go there because I think there's a, a lower likelihood you're going to get some pushback. Yeah. Um, I think if somebody said, you know, I know I need to do it, but I'm just not ready you can still use an MI approach. I mean, it's ideal for an MI approach, but yeah. that's the one thing I would be, be cautious of. So, again, if you're talking, you know, January, the thing I'd be saying is, you know, so when you're thinking about the new year, what about that's going to be good for you? I mean, why mm-hmm. are you thinking about this change now yeah. or at that point in time? And how would that feel? Yeah. Um, and what ducks need to be in a role for you? So most I'm going to extract some of that, but I'm going to keep going back to what is this about for us? Is this about health? Is this about well-being? Is it about your relationship? Is it about whatever mm-hmm. issue that's really driving it underneath the actual target behavior? Mm-hmm. So the target behavior can be the diet or the exercise or moving or changing jobs or you know whatever it could be that we just keep trying to put off and put off. Yeah. But if you bring people face to face with their their core values and then they look at their ambivalence in each hand there's reasons i'm stuck here's the reasons i want to change Mm -hmm. and you overlay that with what your core values are who are you really yeah it is hard for status quo to stay there without moving somewhat one way or the other that makes a lot of sense so that's what i would say um in terms of what robbie's talking about in terms of you know somebody just keep on putting it off and put it off and put it off the one thing i will say that goes into this thing about the potential for some some resistance or discord is you need to be very mindful how attached are you to their outcome. Mm-hmm. Because if part of the reason you're not comfortable with it being out far enough is you want them to move it up further, then you're starting to use the MI in a way that may or may not be in line with the intention and motivational learning, which gets into the whole thing we talked about multiple times about supporting autonomy and activation. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, that so, does. So those are the things that I think about when we're, when we're looking at it from this vantage point mm-hmm. in terms of, okay... If it's that far out, who's the ones that's uncomfortable with it? But if it's a valid conversation to have and it's somebody's not, you know, particularly defensive about it, then I definitely would be curious to explore that. And I think that's how you would take an MI approach. And that makes a lot of situation. sense. So that makes a lot of sense. And I will also attest to the fact that there have been times where someone's tried to explore that a little bit with me too. Because I, I, I keep on saying, oh, I'll do that like in a year. You're the only person that does that, Tammy, actually. The only person I've ever done. I know, I know. But yeah, one time my husband kind of brought that back to me, and I was like, but I don't care what you think now. I like, you know, and again, he doesn't know motivational interviewing, so it wasn't him trying to do anything, but just that awareness, him bringing it up to me, created a little resistance because I was like, this is my life. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And And that's it. And that's what you really. 
you really navigate in an MI-based conversation. Yeah. And it's it's why these things overlap, and it's not so techniquey, especially the better you get at motivation. It's not techniquey. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're, like, we've talked about this so many times, we're not MIing anyone. Yeah. So you have to really self-assess how attached am I to this person's outcome, mm-hmm. because that in and of itself can generate the discord or the, or the tension between two people. Um, but if it, it kind of floats up, and it's something that you think is worth exploring, there's absolutely no reason at all you couldn't just check into that if there's a specific yeah. target behavior and you think it could be value-added. Yeah. Um, and so you're not attached to their outcome, but you are wanting to be, um, you know, you're invested in the person and you're invested in their process, but you're yeah. not attached to their outcome. Yeah, so. that makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you guys for watching. Feel free, as always, to send any questions our way. We would be happy to answer them for you. That'd be great. Appreciate have, it. Have a great day. Take care. Bye.